And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. Fresh from Palm Springs and smelling of sunshine, chlorine, and Skittles is Jetta Kim Jones, America's sweetheart, Alan Moss. And lock up your maintenance vehicles. He's a real heartbreaker, specifically his mother's. It's Greg Heller. Renaissance man Chef Jeff is here to skip around and play with his recorder. I'm Allison's husband, Daniel, reminding you that everything is fatal and all things will end. So hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little caramel apple slices. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I would like to say hello to my guests, but first I would like to apologize to my husband. <laughs> I was giving you some guff about the intro, mm-hmm. and I think that you did ratchet up the energy all the way, but I wonder if I ratcheted the energy up so much that we lost some of the meaning and maybe you were right the first time, although I did think that was great. <laughs> I have no idea what you want. I'm just ratcheting the energy now. <laughs> it's just 10 all the way. Greg Heller, hello. Hi, how are you, Allison? I am great. I'm going to say hello to all my guests and then quick sidebar with you. Jenna and Al, I'm so glad you guys are back. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the last episode. Don't tell me if you did or didn't. But I neglected to explain where you were for like the first half hour. <laughs> yeah. We listened. Yeah. And... <laughs> I feel we like such a shit heel. <laughs> Why? It's okay. I was good with it. We weren't there. Because I missed you guys. Oh, thank no, you. But more than just me missing you, the audience missed you. And I'm sure the whole time they're like, where are they? <laughs> and I just was so carried away with whatever we were talking about that I didn't stop to like make it clear to everyone what was going on. We but got anyway. an email from you saying something how you were going in a different direction. <laughs> you weren't really sure. Yeah, so. and you know, we just, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I didn't mean that. I meant that for someone else. Oh, Daniel. Got it. Yes. <laughs> didn't you get my email? I did, yes. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Hi, Allison. How are you? I don't know. I don't know how I am. Anyway, I'm so glad you guys are back. Thank you. I want to hear all about your trip. Um, Daniel, I love you. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. In my defense, I'm on a lot of drugs right now. Mm-hmm. So we are doing IVF, like the the full-on IVF, which means I give myself four shots every day. It's a whole crazy process. It's pretty crazy. And I think today, my emotions have really taken a hit because I've been all agitated, and now I'm just a total bitch, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, Greg, what I, I wanted yes. to ask you, though... You are a producer, and you said that you've directed VO sessions and things like that. Many, many. I did Behind the Music for many years with the famous what? Behind the Music dude. Yeah, I sure oh, did. Oh, man. That's true. He's an interesting gentleman and difficult to direct, but very good at reading VO. Very, very good. Who is? The, the guy who does voiceover for Behind oh, the Music. Oh, okay. Very, very, very good. Um, did I GM. give Daniel bad advice? I'm putting you in an awkward position. Welcome to um, it. The trick to, yes, the trick to giving VO direction is you have to be able to clearly explain to the person exactly what you want. Mm. So sometimes when you just say bigger, smaller, like it doesn't, you're not really explaining, you have to explain to the person where and exactly what you want, or sometimes you just kind of sound 
Mm, Bitchy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's, you have to be very specific about the exact direct, the, the exact things that you want emphasized. Right. Sometimes, yes, like, that, that, that's the problem, is that I'm not being precise with what I'm suggesting be emphasized. Daniel, would you be comfortable with a line read from your wife? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I don't care. <laughs> like, for example, Jim Forbes, the behind the music guy, you cannot, you don't give Jim Forbes a line read. You know what's weird? And Jenna does VO stuff too. Yeah. Um, I know there's this thing against line reads because when I did, I did a voice for an animated thing, uh, for animated pilot. Yeah, animated pilot. Um, and the guy was like, I'm not going to give you a line read, but, and I was thinking, just give me the line read. I would like to know how you would like to hear it. Some, do you care? I don't care. I'm all for it because the, I'm in the, like, the sooner we get this exactly right, the sooner we're all out of here. Yeah. Right. So yeah, just tell me, what me you how want. you want it. Right. Down to, I mean, you can tell me down to like literally half a word, how you want that one word and I'm fine with it. Yeah. And I'll just mimic it. Right. That's why I'm here. What is the thing against doing line read against giving them? Is it that you well, don't the give an ag- artist? Yeah. The thing against it, Same thing with actors. The same thing against give, giving them a line read is it's part of the process is their interpretation. Yeah. Right? right. That's part of the creative process. Sort of really. They're just toys for the director and the writers, but part of <laughs> their supposed process is my voice matters. So you have to pretend that it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think also with actors, um, they're trying to find something real about it. And if you give them a line read, it becomes mechanical. Mm. Yeah, that can also be very true, too. Sometimes yeah. their line read, will they'll just sort of spout back to you like a machine exactly what you said back to them. And yeah. lose some of the human element of it. So, Daniel, yeah. what's your motivation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really <laughs> please, my, the please my damn wife. Okay. That's the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. I mean, I was going to suggest your motivation is like, okay, Here's the show, and here's who's on it. Oh, that that's good. Here's that the good? show. <laughs> and now, live from Dining Room Studios. That's not a line read. I'm just NPR. telling you your motivation. Mm-hmm. It's this sassy. I think you're trying show. to get my motivation to be anger. <laughs> <laughs> Is it working? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I wasn't trying for that, but mm-hmm. I feel like if it worked, Well, here's we'll the direction you gave me. More energy. That's always my direction. Now, <laughs> the energy the, or the uh, note that you'd given me before, because we did a, we did a uh, warm-up, mm-hmm. just uh, behind the scenes here. We did a warm-up, and I tried to give you more energy because that was the note from last week. And I was giving you, I was giving you as much energy as I could give you. And then when I was done, you're like, that's good, but maybe more energy. You no, know, I think and it's like, how, what, what am I supposed to just... That's not what I said. What did you say? What I said was, that's good. You're going to ratchet it up when we do it for real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I was ratcheting up as much. So... I figured you were holding a little back because it was rehearsal. That's how rehearsal works. If mm. you are just mm. skipping forward past that intro now because it's hurting your ears... Well, that would be Jeff's problem. Fault. It is not my fault. I said to you, have I not said, don't worry about hurting their ears because Jeff can do the level. See that? She doesn't care about your ears. That's oh not goodness. the case. There is so much sassiness on this side of the table tonight. <laughs> you guys are rubbing off on each other. <laughs> you know what you should do next week is roll on rehearsal. Roll on it. Because it yeah. could be your best, your best read. Roll on rehearsal. Always. Roll I, I always act like rehearsals are live. That's right, my. Right. That's how I, I do it. <laughs> well, listen, listen, fairness, I, listen. I had to sweat him to get him to do a rehearsal this right. week. So baby, first, baby steps. Tonight yeah. was the first time we did a rehearsal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, the one time I've done a rehearsal, I did it as though it was live. Do you feel like, <laughs> Greg? <laughs> but <laughs> wait, did everyone feel like the rehearsal was better than the real one? 
Uh, I was more engrossed in the dynamic between the two of you than I was in the actual read at all. <laughs> I all thought right. your rehearsal was good. I thank did you. too, actually. Thank when you Better, finished yeah. it, thank you. When you finished the Personally, second time, yes. yeah, I kind of felt like, why didn't we record that? First I know. Time? And yeah. that was, but I, I will take that one squarely wherever one takes one. That's my fault. <laughs> because instead of being like, that was perfect, and honestly, it probably was pretty close to perfect. I was like, more, more, more. And so then we just got the musical equivalent of hitting a crash cymbal the whole time, which is what I thought I wanted, but I guess I don't. Well, I'm you often sorry. don't know what you want till you hear it or see it. That's right. And it's That's frustrating you. for everyone involved, uh-huh. but including me. That's right. Listeners, welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> How has everyone been? Anyway, something interesting happened oh, I, yes, I think hi, that Jeff. I'm getting a uh, contact high off of your uh, drugs drugs yeah yeah I know boy that follicle stimulating hormone <laughs> makes you loopy yeah oh and Greg yes you had said that maybe you were going to do a different drug each time we do the show That's, but it seems like you're just on nothing now um, I'm a tiny bit high oh but just like I was high two hours ago but I'm not high anymore <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I would actually be drinking really heavily right now, but I didn't have enough time to go on a beer run before we go came over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe next week, I don't really do that many more drugs. Maybe I'll do Xanax or something next week. Would that help? I think that wouldn't help. That would not help. I mean, that, I don't know. How does it affect you? Um, I kind of fall asleep a lot. No, it's bad radio. Do oh, yeah. No. yeah. Um, I don't know about that. that the, one of the worst part good. about not doing hard drugs anymore is you don't get to do them for stuff like this mm-hmm. or for like anything ever yeah. anymore. Um, but it would be really fun to be here on shrooms. What were the hard <laughs> drugs that you did? Uh, which ones are there? Um, I did most of them. Okay. I did most of them. I was a big, <laughs> just thrown right into it. Um, I always, I was like so into working with Allison because of how honest she is. Yeah. But then I forgot that now I have to now be you, that honest. Yeah. You're in the hot seat. Um, yeah. I was a very heavy psychedelics user. Very, very heavy at a very early age. I went to boarding school. Did anybody go to boarding school? Oh, wow. No. For no. two years, um, which is just basically like throwing your kids into an acid farm. Where? Uh, <laughs> near Santa Barbara. A okay. school called Kate. Just oh, south yes. of Santa Barbara. Um, went I had there. one of those like, you should probably go here, you're going here kind of thing with my folks. Because um, you were getting into trouble. I was getting into trouble. And so I got really into those and then other things like a lot of pills and stuff after college and... Some other... Tr- I tried everything. I've never smoked crack. Well, that's- why, why, why draw the line there? Because I, that was the only drug that I thought if I smoked it that I, would, I could die the first time. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've smoked crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, accidentally. What? I, you know this story. I think Allison. I know this story, yeah. I have a friend who had mixed... Cra- he had made homemade his own crack. Because, you know, you can do that. You can make your own crack. I know nothing. Yeah. So. I, I don't yeah. think there's another. You can't harvest it. I mean, well, you, you can buy it. to make it. Well, you can buy it, but, right, right. but it's yeah. one of those. It's, a real, it, di- it's a real DIY it. drug. Oh, I mean, right, you right, can yeah. it's you an just indie get some rock soda, drug, yeah. an oven, some <laughs> aluminum foil. It's really a doable thing. And uh, he mixed it with pot. And we went to Vegas and he was, um, I, they call that something where they mix the crack with the pot. Cocoa Puffs? No, I forget what it's called. It's like ice or something like that. Right. But uh, I didn't know he had done this, and so I was in the hotel room, and he was smoking. And uh, and so, and, you know, we go out to the casino floor, and I was just feeling like completely like, oh, my God. I was like, dude, th- Vegas is so crazy. It just makes me feel so overstimulated. And he just <laughs> he started laughing so hard. He's like, ah. He's like, you smoked crack. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's like a very alert and yeah, you're. It was not. I mean, it wasn't Were you angry? normal. Uh, no, I wasn't. I didn't. I've heard that crack has a very distinctive smell. I don't know what that smell. It probably is, does. Though. I don't remember what it was though. Wow, so. that's. I can't really beat that. I smoked PCP a couple. I'm times. sure PCP is <laughs> way worse. One time, uh, <laughs> Come my on. mom found me slumped in front of the refrigerator, and I was chugging milk because I thought milk could detox me from PCP. <laughs> and uh, and then I saw like a seven thousand foot dinosaur crawl across the Jesus. sky at sunset, and I was high for like. 15 hours that was pcp that was from pcp yeah and i had to i had to drink like a quart of nyquil to come down i had a roommate that would do pcp once yeah. was it when you did it was it like a cigarette he did it in once it? or you had the roommate once i had a roommate who would do it uh he did it a few times okay and he showed yeah, me a cigarette that was like dipped in this it's blue dipped, liquid yeah. yeah yeah that pcp is the one that scares me the yeah most. it's super scary don't ever do it yeah it's really awful i mean it was, it was weird yeah i have i have if we if you ever want to do a drug episode story I would discourage you from doing one now, but I have many, <laughs> many good ones if you ever want any. Okay. And I also have some horrible ones. Kids don't do them. Yeah. Do them for a while, but know when to stop. Yeah. Like stop in your 30s. That's your advice to the kids? Do them for a while? <laughs> do them for don't a long do them. while. No, no, no. Do them and for a while. sometime in your 30s, then, just stop. I'm right. glad I did. It's super easy. Whatever. <laughs> I would just, just like stop. take those experiences. There's a few I would take back, but I wouldn't take back that many of them, actually. I yeah. think my brain is okay. It's my, I have a different brain than I did when I... If I hadn't done drugs, I would be a different person. But I don't have any regrets about it at all. And how would you describe your post-drug brain? Um, I would say that it, I have an openness to certain things that I didn't used to. Um, and also, I would say that I am more prone to panic attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But are you an addictive person, though? Because I think my concern would be like some people. It seems like you kicked it. Like you could just stop. But some I people actually like, was can't never stop. really. Adi- I was kind of addicted to pills for a while. Yeah, and I am currently addicted to alcohol. Um, that's supposed to be a joke. But, uh, <laughs> um, I've watched like, too oh. many interventions. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's what we're dealing with. Oh boy. Like, well, at least you're being honest, Greg. <laughs> if your behavior does not change, our relationship will change in the following ways. <laughs> Um, yes, I have an addictive personality. You never did never did any drugs? No. Neither no. one of us have ever touched I, drugs. You know, yeah. I saw I grew up in in Philadelphia as a kid and saw right. some bad stuff and mm-hmm. I mean from then on it yeah. was like Did you ever smoke pot? Mm-mm. No. Wow. Yeah. Are you curious about it? No, I'm really not. Really? Yeah. I just don't have any desire to I'm kind of type A go to college, get a master's Obey the degree, rules. go Do you have a fear of being out of control of yourself? Uh, I would say he does, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I would be like. Because I, I saw like different types of drunks where some people were happy, some people were really sad, some like are kind of self-destructive. Right, right. Have you been drunk before? Mm-mm, no. Wow. Yeah. That's like crazy admirable, by the way, just because they're well, like sh- almost, you. I guess I don't know like that much about your life, but it strikes me that there's an, there's an almost impossibility about it. Like you've beaten the odds, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Uh, just never did it. Never did drugs. Good for you. You're going to live much longer than I will. We'll see. I'll probably die 45. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, don't right. say I that. I live to be honey. like 110. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. My grandma smoked for <laughs> 70 years. That's and the did thing. not die of lung yeah. cancer. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. yeah. I think the yeah. fact that I don't have an addictive personality made me feel like I could do drugs more. I right. think I, I see, did more I think experimentation I would have been really wild if I had 
because I do have an addictive personality. Yeah. So I yeah. think I would. It's good have to been know yourself if you've got that. Real out of control. Did you See, do all of them, Allison? No, I did not do all of them, but I definitely did more than I think is okay. I think the way my the way my brain is set up, which is just based on having grown up in the Dare era, I think I'm okay with drinking and pot. Um, although Daniel and I were just talking about this, mm-hmm. as much as I think that pot is is on the the level of being essentially harmless it's i find it to be really strong the fact that people regard it as like it's like one drink i'm like i don't know what you're smoking or what i smoked back when i used to occasionally and by that i mean more than occasionally smoke pot but i always (laughs) found it very very strong and it altered me in a in a in a incredibly Way too much way. Yeah. I, I can't, and I sound like I'm stoned right now. I'm not even being articulate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I would almost start hallucinating. Right? Yeah. I think fact, it got stronger over the years. Yeah. We talked about, yeah. I think that when I was younger uh, and just starting to smoke pot, I think that it was just, you know, you just, whatever, you just get high. But I think over the years I would get high occasionally and just have crazy hallucinations or just completely locked into myself and, it became very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> pot in the last 15 years or so has become super pot because it's, yeah. it's, it's all made in America now. So there are all these horticulturists that are just making crazy pot that makes old pot look like nothing. Right. I, I think yeah. maybe I would have enjoyed the old pot. I like where old you pot. you just smoke it and you laugh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Instead my, of get trapped in your body. Yes. My college roommate... We were roommates for two years. She was always super nice when she was... like Like, almost like... I mean, I really, we were really good friends uh, regardless, but like when she smoked pot and it was only a few times that I ever really noticed, but I always thought like, you're so nice right now. Like she was so nice. I think people who are stoned usually are nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just like crazy any, like, nice. I don't think I've asshole. ever known anyone who's yeah. like a bad uh, stoner. Right. You, know, you have like bad drunks, but right. I don't know that I've ever met anyone who's like, oh God, don't be around him when he's high. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that, does that exist? Yes. Not because they're assholes, but they can be, they can say the same things over and well, over. Well, they can be annoying. Right. Yes. They can be super exactly. annoying or like <laughs> get in arguments with you where you're just like, I am arguing <laughs> with um, a cat. Like I'm just going, going around in circles. Right. And yeah. Do not, but, by the way, get high with your parents. Have, have, you, have you ever, oh. When I was like, my dad, this is so amazing. My dad is like a heavy, was a super heavy pot smoker uh, when I was growing up, and I when I was like fifteen, one time I was like, I went up to his house and he was like, "Do you want to smoke a joint with me?" So I was like, "Okay, we smoked a joint together." <laughs> this is when my dad had a little bit of money and he lived in Malibu, and he was like, "Let's take a hot tub." So I was super stoned with my dad, which is already weird. And I go outside and I get in the hot tub and I look up and my dad is standing at the window naked. Oh, no. <laughs> and he opens the door and he climbs into the hot tub but he's completely naked. Oh, my God. Like, this was his moment for us. Like, we're going to bond like some primal thing. And I was just like, no. Like, one of those nose that goes up above the earth and you can see it from space. And, I, and that was the last time I ever got high with my dad. Yeah, why was nudity necessary for the bonding? I, I, I don't think know. think it was implied. Right. <laughs> that was just like a thing that he was like father and son in like nature. Primal. Cox. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was the end Is of it. Is your dad really. like hippie generation or? 
Um, he's not, he is sort of a hippie, but he wasn't a true hippie. He was sort of like a businessman who sort of dropped out a little bit in the seventies and eighties. Not, I wouldn't consider him a true hippie, but his uncle, his brother, my uncle Mm -hmm. is a very serious live in the hills of Carmel, grow your own vegetables, ride horses, hippie, hardcore. Wow. So there is some of that in our family. What kind of businessman was your dad? He had a small tax practice on Ventura Boulevard. And uh, he did that for like, he had that practice for like 35 years. He was a CPA. My dad so he was CPA. like the coolest CPA? Yeah. I would say he was a pretty cool CPA. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. He was pretty cool. <laughs> if I don't do your taxes naked, you get 15% <laughs> off. <laughs> well, yeah. He does taxes once a year. He works for, you know, three months a year. Right. He takes the rest of the year off to uh, smoke weed with his son. Did you say, naked. Daniel, that you had been stoned right One time. Dance? Yeah, one time I did. Like, I, I think I came back from college one summer and uh, my um, stepdad who, and my mom are artists. And so they, it was always around. Like there were pot plants growing outside my bedroom and window peyote. my whole life. Yeah. And there was, po- there was peyote in, uh, in wow. the backyard and stuff. And like, so it just was always around. But as a kid, I wouldn't. To me, pot was something that adults, it was just, there was nothing uh, rebellious or cool about it to me. It was mm. just like, ugh. You know, all these like loser adults are smoking weed, you know, it wasn't cool at all. Um, So I wasn't like I wasn't drawn to it, but uh, I started smoking in college. And so when I came home, uh, I think that summer they were in the studio and they were having a joint. and They were like, hey, you want some? I'm like, "Okay, I have to now because (laughs) who gets to say that they, you know, smoked out with their folks. Great. And yeah. 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 But it was just. Uh, that it was just, awful, yeah. It was just like, oh, now I'm high with my mom. It just isn't, no, nah, it's not. You don't want to do that. I mean, it wasn't as good a story. No one got naked. And, you know, got right, but I up. totally, I, I understand exactly what you went through the, in that moment. The feeling was just like, oh, get me sober as quick as possible right now. I don't want to be here. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you guys didn't all put on a tight, or what is it? Uh, happiness is a tight vagina. Or sure. <laughs> tight pussy. Tight pussy. I cleaned it up. Kitten in a jar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, my yeah, I don't think my mom was really comfortable with all of it. I think it was mostly my stepdad who was the uh, instigator of Wait, like, pot I, smoking. I have more questions about lifetime sobriety. Sure. So if someone said you can do one drug and there will be no physical repercussions to your brain or your like heart or whatever, which one would you do? Oh, if I had to do a drug? Well, Ooh, yeah, I don't it's hard know. for me to yeah. phrase the question that way. <laughs> yeah. I guess I would say, if, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say if you got to, but if you had to do a drug, what, is there one you are curious about? Uh, well, yeah, I, well, I don't know. I mean, the 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 weed thing being super chill out that's kind of appealing. Um, acid is always intriguing to me. If people just totally tripping out, right? Um, so probably I guess those two maybe. Yeah, right. I'd pick weed. I think <clears throat> just because you want to yeah. chill, you just yeah. want to chill out because you kind of you're anxious, very so very like, anxious. Chill. Yeah, yeah, hmm. maybe. I don't Interesting. Know. See, I've never done hallucinogens. That's the. F- those are the, the heck yeah, out of me. they scare yeah. me too. Because I think I'm afraid that you'll, you know, I'm telling you, start I think tripping you once. And you'll, I know you've always thought that. I think it's going to be like good. Fat Donna from Dragnet. You smoke a little weed and then throw your baby in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm stuck on anything. Yeah. It's going to be like fat something. <laughs> I didn't hear beyond that. Everything got but real light and loud. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> you'll be the skinny version. Is that how old I am? I'm the only person that remembers the fact. No, no, it's a legendary <laughs> episode of Dragnet. Legendary. I don't consider mushrooms a hallucinogen, though. Do you, Greg? One hundred percent. Yes. I thought they were. Yeah. yeah. What are they? A salad topping? 
You sound terrible. Wait, we're talking about the ones you get at the grocery store, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I never have felt an effect from those. Right. I don't. I don't hallucinate really on them. Really? Yeah. Um, I have many times. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you just have to eat, eat a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. But they're not like an LSD or peyote. Yeah, type I guess thing. maybe that's it. It's not like you're having visions. Nothing will ever happen to you on mushrooms that is not real. Right. You that's would what, never I guess see that's something I mean. that does not appear. Your consciousness that is not changes. actually there. You would. So see, then, what are your hallucinations? It's, I think it, it's consciousness changing. Yeah, but it's not, it's, I would agree with Daniel. It's also like you might see things that already exist in a slightly different form. Um, patterns or that kind of thing, but in the same LSD, you can see profound things that really kind of aren't there. Actually, mm-hmm. you know? well, um, if you do a lot of it, so exciting! <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. See, I'm so curious about it, but yeah, now would be the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. absolutely be the wrong time. <laughs> no. You're pretty busy right now. Yeah, with maybe drugs. not. Yeah, right. Well, if we yeah, end you up, need, you need more drugs in your system. Yeah. right now. I know. If we if we end up not being able to get pregnant, well, let's just take six months off and just do a shitload of drugs. Deal. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. Okay. Good plan. Um. So something happened to me today that I want to share, which is, and it, it, people are gonna groan, but I'm gonna tell you anyway because it's about my butt. Uh, <laughs> got out of the shower, standing there in the bathroom. Was um, no towel on. I was dry, just fresh from the shower though. And Is I there was no music for this. You don't have a cue for <laughs> yeah. this, really. Like... <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of poop. <laughs> no, there wasn't though, because I just showered. So um, not that there was before. No, that came out wrong. Okay. Anyway, though, I was searching for this leave-in conditioner spray and leave-in conditioner that I'm certain that I had a whole bottle of and now I can't find. So I was like, maybe it's in this one spot under this cabinet uh, where there's some old hair products. So crouching down, trying to find it, and then Wendy comes behind me and is trying to sniff my butt. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is a friendly thing that dogs I do. I know. It is a dog thing. But I'm like, she... <laughs> Uh, that's not really her is it it is she wanted to get if she could have gotten her nose and her tongue like way in there she would have and here's what it wasn't just like my butt cheeks it was like she wanted all the way and i was thinking it's interesting i just got out of the shower right now like fresh from the shower and yet my butthole is still apparently emitting a smell that she can pick up What's that? I think crazy. that's a pretty objective review you got there. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I think you know what I mean. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I hadn't considered. I like what Jenna's saying more, though, and Jenna looks disgusted right now. Oh, uh, no. I'm just <laughs> taking it all in. Okay. Jenna, like- will you give us the Mormon perspective on a dog licking a bottle right <laughs> out of the shower? I'm just curious where what the good book says about that. You know, I'll have to get back to you. Okay. Google some things on LDS.org. <laughs> I've been there. They don't weigh in. Right, okay. <laughs> it's not specifically mentioned. I did some soul searching today. Um, I think what Jen is saying, that this is a social thing for dogs. That makes yes. more sense. Yeah. Than She's that getting to know No you. matter what, I've got a stinky butthole. You guys are no. like closer than ever right now in Wendy's eyes. That's right. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would have made her better is if, if you I sniffed turned her around. butt. Well, actually, <laughs> that happens often because... She sleeps with her head... Um, on my pillow and her butt on yours. <laughs> so, yeah. That's not what I was So your face say. is in her what butt was... every night. She's just turning the tables. Yeah. She's my snuggleberries. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say <laughs> is that sometimes we'll have to do like a butt check. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. And that yeah. actually does involve Yeah, see, a little... you set the precedent. Right. She's just like, this is yeah, what we do around here. she's paying it forward. 
I do wish it's true though. At night, she sleeps curled up on Daniel, and I mm-hmm. always wish that she would be on me, but she has no use for me at night. Nope. None. Hmm. What percentage of people in America get out of the shower, have a dog almost lick their anus, and are like, this is good fodder for the show. Like, I, I can't wait to talk about this in a couple of hours. Like, I would, I it's, hope a it's, very, a small, it's a very small, small percentage. Percent. Yeah. yeah, That's very, what makes me special. <laughs> it's a very small percentage. So Jenna and Al, how was, you guys were in Palm Desert? Uh, we were actually in Rancho, wait, Rancho Mirage, Rancho Mirage How which was it? is um, great. It was a fantastic vacation. It was the first time we were in Palm Springs and it wasn't insanely hot. Usually it's, you know, yeah. crazy desert nastiness. But uh, it was and like 80, 70s, 80s. more pale than when we left. That's probably somehow, true. So. Yeah, we do not get sun. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic. But uh, we hung out with a lot of old people, it seemed like. We went to a few restaurants. We went to get a pizza one night at this place. And I kid you not, we were the only people with... Um, not gray hair. It was great. Like, like it was, years. I mean, it was at least a 40 year gap between us and every single person in the restaurant. And we, we walked in except for the servers. They were young. And, and when we walked in, this, the hostess like ran up to us and was like, are you guys going to be staying here? Are you going to, are you going <laughs> to sit staying? down? Oh Please God. hang out with <laughs> us. <laughs> we were like, no, we're just getting pizza to go. And they were so disappointed, but it was really relaxing. I feel like Al and I have really mastered the art of, not doing anything. So if you guys need any tips and tricks on how to be super lazy. Well, I forget if I mentioned on the show or not. I've definitely talked about it in my private life that you guys, when you go away, you rent a house. Yes. And yeah. now that's what we're going to do next time oh, we go away. Yes. I'm so excited about this. because It's the best. When you first mentioned that you rent a place, I was thinking, well, I was thinking back to when I went to Palm Springs as a kid and we got a condo and it was just this dinky little condo. Oh, and I was yeah. thinking... What's the appeal when you could stay at a hotel? But then we talked about it more, and I saw some pictures of the places you stay. You stay in these super amazing, nice houses that have their own private pools. Yeah. It's, we haven't gone yet, but I'm already feeling like, why ever go to a hotel again? That's exactly why we do it. Because you have a private pool. There's no... I mean, you're so alone. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I mean, you can just be ridiculous. Like, for example, we got into an argument... I don't know when the argument happened about how the end of Titanic is really lame because I, not the whole jewelry part, but the part where she <laughs> lets him die in the water because she won't mm. let him on her door that I, be- I really believed, how, you know, there was enough room for both of them. Mm-hmm. And then we saw there was like a tiny raft by the pool area and we're like, we could totally try to see if this movie was fake or not. And we both got on the raft. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> And oh, there was there was True. not enough busters on it. There yeah. was not enough room. She did like, the right see? thing. She did the right thing. Yeah. Both Is, died was that to your save one of them. Argument from the beginning. Oh yeah. 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 You could you can't both get on the door or whatever because it sinks below the water. But dropping the that diamond in the ocean. Well, that's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, that is the worst yeah. thing yeah. ever. Oops. Yeah. yeah. And Obviously. She made, the next thing is. Bill Paxton <laughs> pushing her in there after it. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's the best. You guys should rent a house. It's awesome. We were like in a gated looking, community. No one could bother us. It was awesome. We're Daniel. looking for the one that Riri rented for Coachella. So if your dad shows up with his cock out trying to get into the hot tub, <laughs> That's right. you don't have to let him in. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Daniel, tell them your concern, though, about the keys. Oh, well, you know, uh, so, yeah, it occurred to me that if they're renting these places out to a bunch of people... Then um, someone can make a set of keys uh, and then come back, sneak in, and murder you in your sleep. What say you? Uh, well, with the gated community, the first house we stayed in, they have keypads on the locks. 
that are Bluetooth and connected to the oh, internet. Oh, that's good. So they just send in a code that says, your code for this week is this. Oh, I like that. And they say, you have to be out by noon or else your code's going to expire. So what about nanny anything. cams uh, of the owners watching you... Try uh, to get on a raft yeah, together. That's, to that's very raft. possible. I hope that footage is not <laughs> anywhere to be found But ever. I feel like, yeah... It, yeah, that, that could happen in a hotel room. It's happening in Chicago bars. Yeah, it happens anywhere. You know, two-way mirrors, all that stuff. I'm the, way into this idea, The trick though. is, with out, out in Palm Springs, you have a spot where everybody's retired, and they live somewhere else six months out of the year. So they're just renting their house when they're in their other home. A lot of these, a lot of these houses you can rent have these elaborate game rooms, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, even with the game where you shoot the basketball, oh, and yeah. it scores like with pool tables yeah. and putting greens. We rented a house that had a lazy river outside yeah it's you wild. could just float in it and this river would take you around <laughs> I love the property this. now have do you have the thought that i'm afraid we're gonna have which is this house sleeps 14 or 16 and there's just two of <laughs> there's us there's just two of us <laughs> well we've actually switched we beds every night in different houses like you know like oh, bed like, hopping listen, wow I'm jenna and allen i'm paying know. for the cleaning service we're gonna use all <laughs> these mattresses we're we're thinking we're thinking maybe we should invite people up because it's just going to be too much for just the two of us we are but we it's fun yet. to do that. Yeah. we thought about that too is having like another couple there Party. or something like that just to to use the space yeah, because yeah, you have to. Wonder. The house is going to be huge, right? Yeah. There is no small house I think for rent. You are can, small you can do there small are, houses, but we're not going to get it. But house. for us, it was like I want a <laughs> yeah, big kitchen. We had a I four a bedroom pool. this last right. time, which is yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So you do what you want, but for us, it was like we want all the amenities, and it's not that much more expensive. Do you barbecue? Us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, barbecue. Yeah, it has a. Cooking. It always has a fire pit. So fire pit. Do whatever you want, man. And yeah, it's just super quiet and dead. It's awesome. Did you go to the outlet stores on the way back? No, but we went to all the consignment stores and the Palm Spring consignment stores are ridiculous. It made me want to buy a house just to buy furniture just because it's like there's a baby grand piano that's gorgeous <laughs> and beautiful and it's like eight hundred dollars. And you're like, wow. that's yeah. are you, you know what you me? don't see anymore are I'm just thinking about this the other day. Grand pianos hanging above the street, above the sidewalk that you could get crushed by. No, you don't see yeah, that. Yeah, I've, really I've see never that. Like seen from that. cartoons or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. have you ever seen Like you never see a safe fall off a tall building. <laughs> you don't see safes and smash someone into China. Yeah, but sorry, when, I didn't when did mean you it. see pianos? Where was this? You know why you don't yeah. see that? Because they stopped making Looney Tunes and Three Stooges. <laughs> but <laughs> also, but that is how they get pianos into like a penthouse apartment in New York. I think so if I lived in New York, I'd see lots of pianos hanging. I'm dodging them all the time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Never mind. Right. Let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right. This is from Kitty Flynn, a new BFF in my ears. I heard an interview with Allison Rosen as I was catching up on the Totally Lame archives. Totally Lame is a show that I did a while ago. I felt an instant connection with Allison and rushed over to her podcast. I love the open and honest conversation she has with her guests. I appreciate her transparency with her own struggles, varying from relationships, self-esteem to weird habits and driving quirks as well, because it makes me realize it might not be just me. It could be everyone. I feel like I'm sitting at the cool kids table when I listen to every episode. Well, thank you so much, Kitty Flynn. I think it's funny that people would say this feels like sitting at the cool kids table because that was never the table that I was invited to sit at. Uh, I'm not sure any of us were at right. the cool kids maybe, table. Maybe Greg. Yeah, I, was I know. Say, maybe Greg. Were you popular at your boarding school? I only went to boarding school for two years, for the record. After the second year, they were like, you're not going here for the third and fourth year. Um, 
I was popular in junior high and high school. Yes, I would. Wow. I think I would be lying to tell you that I was unpopular. I've I sometimes seen pictures feel guilty of about you. that. No, really? No. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, because I work in comedy. Yeah, where it's it was very uncool to be popular when you were younger. Sure. But I actually had like kind of a normal childhood. I just liked good. I liked unpopular music, but I wasn't like fairly popular. I surfed and I had girlfriends and all that. And mm. yeah, I was popular. Sorry, I was popular. Uh, you don't feel like you're <laughs> for you good for you <laughs> but i never judged anyone i had a mom who was very strict about that mm-hmm. nobody was cool or uncool when we good grew up. that's good super super strict yeah. about it well thank you so much for your nice itunes comment if you would like to be an itunes comment of the week leave us a nice itunes comment click five stars it's our favorite number and then maybe we will read it on the show okay so much more to get to um i finally finally saw daniel's office there were no cool snacks. What? That wasn't the reason I went. I never I said they were there all, every day. As you made it to- seem like it. Let me just put well, that out there. You know. Yeah. Sorry. Right. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like we need to hear something snack related. Snapchat. Thank you. <laughs> As I said, maybe 20 minutes You were also in, there after everybody left for the day. Too. Did they take the snacks? Maybe. I'm just saying I didn't go there for the intention of snacks, but when I, I was thinking while I'm there, maybe I'll catch something yeah. snack-wise. No snacks. Uh, <laughs> you'll walk was... in and out, and they'll be like, Allison, open your mouth. And they'll just <laughs> yeah. throw things in as you, you walk never in. Know. There was banana bread there today. You were to see? It was just, I'm, one, just day one day off. after I, I was mm-hmm. there. This is the first time you've ever been to Daniel's work? Yes, yeah. although he's... Changing jobs. Yes. I'm, this is public I, knowledge. Thursday yes. is my last day. Right. Yeah, so I got in exciting. just at the tail end. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I saw his office for the first time. It was interesting. You'd think I would have been there at some point before. I know. It's never an, an occasion to come by. No. Or what you thought was his office. Dun, it was an dun, elaborate dun. sting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was surprised to discover there's a stag's head mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a porcelain or a... It's, it's, it's like not made out of actual. resin. It's a, yeah, it's a right. big, fake stag's head. Decorated with Christmas lights taken from this very apartment mm-hmm. and a Rudolph nose. Also, was that part of our Christmas mm, I decor? Just, no. Okay. Anyway, though, there's a whole reason that you... I, I just thought, oh, fun. Fun well, the lights wall were fun. decor. The, that was for Christmas, and then I just left them on there. But I think you should explain why you have this and your intention in getting it. Well... <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I would say maybe a year ago or so. Um, I, I'm, I don't know who listens to this, so I'm going to be cagey, but. Wait, uh, let's have a conversation about that for one quick sec. Yes. Do you not want to say it? Because it, that would be awkward. However, I would understand. However, I did I'm just say not you should use mention names. this on the show. I won't use like, names. Okay. Your wife just talked about a dog licking her anus. You know that, right? <laughs> hey, that was her prerogative. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. So anyway. But I don't work with the dog. Right? Yeah. It's also true. Okay. <laughs> so there was this guy at work who was licking my anus. <laughs> and it was really. No. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't remember the specifics, but someone alerted me to the fact that there was someone at work. A guy at work who was working behind my back to he basically wanted my job, and he was feeding uh, my boss with information snacks from the office. <laughs> yes, with snacks with um, kind of bullshit information to make me look bad, and um, which I that would really piss me off, and um, so I decided to now this person when he comes to work when he goes to his desk he has to see he has to look into my office 
So I decided to redecorate my office to be more intimidating. Like I, I would have, I would have uh, bought. I tried to buy a, a new chair that had a high back, and an actual throne, like a, that was more throne like, right. uh, <laughs> because I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to basically. Um, Okay, I wanted to put myself in the mindset of being in uh, a battle with this person. Because if someone's working behind the scenes to try to f- get my job and fuck me up, I don't want to be acting like everything's cool. So, Hence but I also can't, but you also can't Baller be, yeah. you also can't be like directly <laughs> confrontational that much, like unless you have something to go on. So I wanted to make sure that I was always in that mindset. And uh, so I got a, a giant stag's head and put it on the wall. <laughs> Listen, I'm not proud of this story. I'm just telling you what happened. What well, else did you do? Did you get like a Braveheart poster or something? <laughs> did you do anything no. else to like man No, up but the it's office? like if you, if you walk into my office, I'm sitting there and it's like there's this giant, these giant antlers behind my head. <laughs> so that it's like. Uh, and a Rudolph nose. And he's not even human Listen, anymore. So it's like you come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> but anyway uh, I, I shut that shit down too I was wow. very proud wow. Listen you don't do that You know you don't you don't try to fuck someone's job no, up you To don't. try to get their job And not expect them to Redecorate, redecorate their fucking <laughs> office <laughs> I can imagine like the first few times You walked in your own office like Look I know this story makes me look like an asshole. No, it doesn't. It does. It's all right. It's It's all right. It it was mostly, let me just tell you, it was, it was mostly to have fun with the situation. Like it's extremely stressful to know that someone is being that underhanded and doing things you don't know about. Like you can't, if someone's doing something behind your back, you can't stave it off you can't do it because you don't know what's going on you don't know the right, unknown it's, oh, it's and very so it's extremely stressful and so to have fun with it i decided to do that i mean i'm not that much of a douchebag that i was like really i don't think it is douchebaggy though no that's not I why kinda i like it yeah yeah, it's yeah. Kind of music. Smart, yeah. yeah it was fun it was <laughs> a lot I, of fun it made fun out of it but i didn't and i squashed him like a fucking bug too <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i didn't know about it till i walked in and I had seen pictures, and I was just like, oh, how fun. He has a stag's head. I didn't know this was part of a whole strategy, a whole Game of Thrones situation <laughs> playing That's out. Right. It was like the end of You True win or you die. It was like the end of True Detective. That's which I didn't right. see, but... Carcosa. I should have put like lots of dry twigs around and, yeah, animal skulls. <laughs> yeah, but, but See, anyway. I didn't quite realize it was to get you in the mindset. I thought it was to send a message to him. And I know that I wondered if he received that message. Um, I can almost guarantee you... He got an you, even bigger stag in his yeah, office. I can almost guarantee you that he did not get the message. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe anybody understood what the hell Daniel Quance was up to. Okay. He was probably Other more than, encouraged, like, I'm going to have that guy's job in like uh-huh. a week. And, and yeah. I'm going to have a great thing hanging in the, my new office. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Right. So, Are yeah. you keeping it? I think so. Although I, I don't think with my new job it would it would be appropriate to do put it. it up necessarily. No, no, no. First, no. first day of work. Hey, what's up? Where do I hang my taxidermy? No, Daniel, I gotta, this is PETA. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a. Uh, no, I think I'm going to be a little bit more 
low-key coming into this new job. You can't come in guns blazing like that. You can't just put the stag's head on the wall. I guess that's the part that I'm hung up on, is that it doesn't seem that guns blazing to me. It just seems like... <laughs> well, I think that in corporate in a corporate oh, culture, maybe. it's yeah. much more conservative than what you're used to. Like, you know, um, in Hollywood, there's like a whole range that goes from like production where it's much more you know artistic and free and you'll see all kinds of crazy shit in people's offices all the way to kind of more where i am and there's even further than this which is more like disney and real corporate where you know look you wear a suit and you wear nice clothes and your office maybe has movie posters and that's it you know you don't do silly crazy shit so you know it was a little bit pushing it but whatever I support you. I support you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like uh, we gave somebody a cube that had a pole in the middle of it just because it was like, you're the least likable on the team. That's your cube. (laughs) A cube with a pole. Yeah. So like, oh, 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 there's like a, yeah, like you're in a cube. I'm just imagining like, here's like like a little trophy. It's a cube with a fucking pole in it. (laughs) Most offices have cubicles. This is a, you're a shithead trophy. We're so cool. We call them cubes. I knew it. I knew it. I knew You know? Wow, so he couldn't like move his yeah, chair Yeah, he had around? to shimmy past it to get to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish we were going to see the shimmy. Yeah, it's tough. It was Chicago politics, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah. Are you allowed That's to talk about your new job? Uh, I can talk about it, yeah. I, uh, I'm taking a job at a company called uh, Alchemy, which is a uh, newish company. It's a new name for an old company that used to be called Millennium, right. and they are a distributor uh, of independent film. And they used to, I think they used to be called uh, New Image, and then they got bought. And um, so they've been recently, they were bought uh, by some investors in August, and they turned into Alchemy, and there's all this new investment happening, and they've got this new uh, sort of attitude of trying to grow. And they brought me in to uh, be the vice president of operations oh, over what? there. Yeah, so I'm going to be like, <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, coming in to help, uh, I don't know, take them into. Um, I the think future. they're going to get yeah mm-hmm. into the future. Well, congratulations are in order, I would say. Yeah, it's Absolutely. I was not looking to leave. They uh my old boss from uh Lionsgate kind of came to me with it and he said, "Hey, I want to bring you on board." And I was like, "No, thanks." And then um and then I told Allison and she said, "You better fucking take this job That's or you <laughs> can not how you it- can go get a hotel room tonight." <laughs> that is I was like, not well, how it happened. For the I'll record. The job. Was I not perfect? Yes, honey. <laughs> no, really. See, Daniel. Yes, you were you were very supportive. You said whatever makes you happy. Thank you. So hard to say. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's that great. Really it's was a, it how actually, I no, no. This I was really, the right. I this really was the right didn't choice. want to influence. No, 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 no. This was the right choice. I'm really excited. You know that I was trying not to influence your decision, right? I really wanted it to be your decision. The fact that you're so worried that. Y- about what I think tells me that you know that you did. What? Right. <laughs> so, Greg, speaking of marriages. Yeah. Budgety stuff? Yeah, you guys. Um, <clears throat> I got several emails from my wife over the last couple of weeks from something called YNAB, and I just kept reading the you need <laughs> A, and I thought the B would be something exciting, but the B is budget. Uh. So this was my wife's way of saying, like, we are now part of this app where you enter all the money you have and then all these categories 
And every time you buy something, you have to enter it in your phone so she can see every single thing that I've purchased (laughs) every single day. (laughs) And it's pretty much all we've talked about for the last week. It's really horrible. I think it's going to be good for our marriage, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, I have a very bad financial record. All of the money that I've ever made is gone. Like I don't have any money, mm-hmm. um, and I've actually like done okay financially, but it's all I don't even have. I just opened an IRA uh, like two weeks ago for the first time in my life. I don't have a savings or anything, and I think that's always really stressed her out. I've never been stressed about it, but. I am just me, and she was really into it. So this is a big. I'm stressed out just as you're explaining yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, I just don't have that like thing. I'm just not. Th- I've done a lot of cool stuff. I didn't like throw all my money into the garbage. I've actually done a lot of fun sure. stuff. Um, I've been a lot of places, but I've never saved any money. I went to open an IRA when I was about ten years ago, and I, I remember I walked into the bank, and the woman goes. Because my accountant was like, you ha- my dad was like, you have to have an IRA. And I went in to open an IRA and she goes, what kind of an IRA do you want? And I go, oh, is there more than one? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I'll be back. And I, and I never, ever awesome. went back. This was, I'll tell you a story about when Ayala really freaked out. That's your wife. That's Ayala's my wife. She's a little Israeli woman. Um, like four years ago, no, like two years ago, actually, she goes, can I have access to your bank account? You know, like we have mine and hers and the joint one. And I go, yeah, sure. She opens it like 30 seconds later, she comes into my office and she goes, what's this like loan at the bottom of your bank account? I go, oh, that's just my overdraft protection. And she's like, no, it isn't. You're paying this money every month because you have a, what's that called when somebody like vouches for something that you do? When you cosign? Yeah, but it's not that. It's like some other money term. I can't remember. Maybe let's just call it a loan. It's not a garnish. They're no, no, I can't have my wages garnished. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, I thought it was my overdraft protection. Um, line of credit. It was a okay. line of credit. Thank, um, I just was about to say thank you to myself. <laughs> it's like, it's for right. me to get any of these things right, you. you don't even understand. And I was like, oh, really? She goes, yeah, what is this? And I go, I don't know. So I went to Wells Fargo and I was like, what is this? And the woman goes, you opened a line of credit when you were 20 years old. And, and I go, no, I didn't. She goes, the co-signer at the time was Nancy Meyer. That's my mother. So when I rented my first apartment, I didn't have enough credit. So my mom co-signed for it and then she transferred it to me, but I never closed it. And it was $150 a month and it was open for 19 years. (laughs) And uh, Alan, you look pained. This is yeah. honestly his nightmare for right now. <laughs> In fact, I'm kind of scared you mentioned this new app. And, I'm like, oh, great. And I that's how I feel. Like, she was like, this is insane. She was like, it's insane. Like, that's, you just threw a house into the toilet, basically. Wait, um, so where did the money go? I don't understand. It was coming, it was being drawn out of my checking account and straight to, to pay that off. Oh wow! It's like wow. a line of credit that like it just keeps revolving and revolving. You would probably do you understand this? Yeah. So they just say like to have it's like having a checking account without direct deposit. There's a fee that they're going to charge you, and probably because of the way your credit was, because you were light. Because I was a high risk yeah. at the time. Yeah. They that's say it's 150 bucks, and why would the bank be like, "Hey, by the way, you're going to need to stop paying us all that money you keep paying us so faithfully." Right. So, so I never, I, I didn't even know what it was. But wait, Ooh. but. If you didn't owe the money anymore, who's collecting that money? It's not a loan. It's It's, it's not a loan. It's a charge to say, we're going to give you this line of credit, and it costs $150 a month 
for the fee. It's like a credit card fee that comes. Oh, it's annually. for the line of credit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh. And what does one do with a line of credit? Rent it's like an apartment, a credit card. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just it takes the place of a credit card that oh I didn't my have. God. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me. Yeah, that's me. Um, I, and I wasn't even at that. I actually think that story is kind of funny. It is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're so, all cringing. But I've done that like three hundred times in my life. Wow. Stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a big deal for me, too. Like, every time I open the app, I'm in, like, I have a lot of, like, pain, actually. It's, like, super emotional and hard for me to do. Yeah. Why? It's money really, can really be, hard for me to do. Money can be really emotionally charged. Yeah. It's a tough issue. Yeah, but it's, it's really difficult for Why me. do you feel that way when you open it? Um, well, also, part of it was because, like... <laughs> I guess I always thought of myself as like kind of as an artist and I never wanted to have anything to do with money in that sense. I didn't want to think about it. And truthfully, like I've never been in with the exception of the thing that I just told you, like I don't have any credit card debt. I don't owe anybody any money. I don't have a, like, I've never been in any trouble. I've been never, really fortunate. Right? Yeah. I've never yeah. borrowed any money from anybody. My parents loaned me money once when I was in my twenties and I've just been fine because whenever I was broke, I just lived within my means or whatever. Um, so it's really stressful for me and it's just, I just don't have that gear in my brain. Mm -hmm. I just don't think about it. My objective is to not think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anytime, even thinking about it, like entering today when I bought chicken, I had to enter like I bought $19 worth of chicken was like a really, um, it was like an emotional action for me. (laughs) Is that weird? But that's true. No, no. No. It was like really emotional for me. Most of my therapy is about reconciling my life and my finances. That's what I pay all my money did, every week. Did your parents uh, make money an issue for you? Was it like was it a charged thing in your household? N- n- we had a weird. The only thing that I will say is we had a weird childhood because when I was ten, we went from being very middle class to being very wealthy. My mother married a very affluent guy. You, you're in, you. What do you do? You do some business thing? I'm an IT project manager, but I have business degrees and have been in... My mother married the stuff. West Coast managing partner of Ernst & Young. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Um, yeah. One of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we suddenly had quite a bit of money, but she was always like, we're not these people. Right. You're who you always were. Your life is not going to change. Hmm. Um, but no, I don't really remember. I mean, I remember watching when I was a kid, watching my mother struggle a lot, watching her struggle like to pay for everything. Yeah. That's about it. Huh. No, nothing really. Anyway, it's called You Need a Budget. It sucks. <laughs> but it's See, probably really good. <laughs> I think Daniel is more the you in our relationship, yeah, probably. So. And so I have encouraged us to like get on the same page financially and blah, blah, blah. But I always feel like I'm impressed that you're doing this app and stuff because I feel like you're more like, get off my nuts, bitch. <laughs> I um, You've never said it. I think that there's, I think that, it's uh, good to have the combined finances to a degree, but I do think that it's also good to have some of your finances independent just so that you can buy frivolous things and, and like if I want to buy you a gift, like if everything well, was combined and I wanted to buy you a present for your birthday, like I, now I can't get you jewelry because it's all combined. I can't get you nice presents anymore because you're buying it for yourself. That's so, not what I'm saying. So if you want it combined, oh well, <laughs> say goodbye to nice things. Yeah. You can buy See things here. We're combined, and and Al buys me nice things. I just feel like it's more of a, a symbolic thing in that, like, <laughs> it, I, w- I would want to have the ability to get something and have it be from me and not from us. Right. Mm. What I'm saying is, mm. I think yeah, I totally understand. You know, that. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. 
Yes, I'm not suggesting we commingle everything. We have right. I think actually, point, I think our solution that we found is good. To which commingle is to, nothing. No. <laughs> so far, no. so good. No, uh, no. We're gonna we're gonna, we're uh, gonna have a checking a account, account that we that yes. we share. Right. You're right. Right. But we're right. also gonna have. But does this thing ever happen where? You'll say, I'll say to my wife, like, I'll bet you $1,000 you can't do that. She'll be like, it's just our fucking money. Right. Like, what's the point? But you know what I mean? And you want yeah. your own money. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel. Um, when we did this thing, I was just realizing this. There's a thing in here called Greg Fun Money. And I was like, <laughs> that's what it was called. And I immediately was like, I object. That we're, we don't, this is not fucking Everybody Loves Raymond. It's not like, I'm out of town. You can order some pizzas and watch the big game. I was like, no. Greg's First silly of all, money. Just call it Greg. And then she was like, and all your music goes under that. I was like, because I spent a lot of money on music. And I was yeah. like, no. Because this is totally emotional. I was like, music is not a superfluous expense to me. That's part of me. Right. That's as important to me as groceries. So we're making a separate category that's called Greg Music. And she was like, Greg Music is part of Greg Fun Money. And I was like, it isn't. And I'm, as I'm saying this to you, it's actually true. Yeah. Like that, I would, going to concerts and buying music and buying music equipment, that's as important to me as any other thing that we do. So yeah. I actually made her make a separate category that says Greg Music. It's in here somewhere. Yeah, but she, you know what? Did she delete it already? I, I think you've got to have that balance because like, cause it, this is truly an issue for you that you've got to work through because it's not it's not your nature. So you can't come in here and say like, okay, now you have to be an accountant and you've got to tell me everything you do. There's just got to be a different way to track it. So like with Jenna and I, we co-mingle everything because that's just the way I, you know we feel like that's our commitment level. But, but uh, we don't say like, here's the categories of your spending. We have a shared credit card and we charge everything to that credit card. So if there's ever a question of like, hey, where'd all our money go? It's like, well, there's 50 receipts from Taco Bell on the credit card. <laughs> we know where the money went. You know, there, but there'd be no question about that. But, so that, that's for me, that puts me to say like, I can track the spending. I know what it is, but I don't say like, Jenna, 200 bucks fun money, that's it. You know, right. and, but It loves you... me sleep at night, but it also lets us be chill. But Jenna, do you ever feel guilty making purchases? Uh, when we were first married, I did. Yeah, a, yeah. I, a lot in the beginning. Um, particularly because when we first got married, I had quit my job and didn't have work. And so I was like, I'm not making any money. And suddenly, I'm totally depending on this guy. And I don't really know finances because I was sort of in your boat of like, I just somehow make it through. I had debt, <laughs> but somehow I made it through. Right. And I got to pay off the debt before yeah. we got married, which was great. But like, uh, I, I was, I definitely felt guilt at first of like, I don't know, what should I do? But now I've sort of gotten over it. You just, I just kind yeah. of like accepted it. I mean, I work now, so I make my, I make money too, but yeah, it's just, um, it was, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. It was hard yeah. at first though. I'll fully yeah. admit it. It was really hard at first. Um, but yeah, yeah I well, you would say like, well, can I get it. this? And like, why are you asking me? Yeah. I kind yeah. of felt like I had to ask, which was weird. Yeah. Um, well, what I would do, I think what we would do is I'd say like, cause I'm like the anal guy who wants to have an Excel document of the budget so that I can know like, here's oh, what God, we're spending. I would spending. never marry you. I would never marry you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what? It's every, every few months, every few months he pulls me into the office. He's like, let's go through this. And I'm like, Ugh. And so then I sit well, through and we do it. Well, because here's the and thing: you look at Michael Jackson, right? Who was like 400 million <laughs> in debt, and the guy made tons of money, but he's like 400 million debt or whatever. He and it's like this app, and he has all of these accountants. <laughs> but all you, all you do money. is say like, shouldn't? Isn't there not an accountant that can say one page and say, "Hey, Mike, 
Come here, sit with me. Look at this. You spend a hundred million dollars, and this you is make what he does to me. Come fifty me. million. Come, <laughs> Come over. You're you spent you overspent fifty Jenna, million dollars yeah. this you year. You realize you're Michael I Jackson. I know. I understand exactly what's happening. <laughs> I grew well. My wife could seriously masturbate to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, she, she, she could like masturbate to that. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Jenna? No, I was just gonna say I grew up in a really weird household. My parents were divorced, and it was sort of like. Uh, my dad had tons and tons and tons of money and my mom didn't have that much money. So I feel like I grew up in both worlds. Hang of on. Like, your parents were divorced. Greg, your parents were divorced yeah. and my parents were divorced and all three of us are the ones that have the same <laughs> attitude about <laughs> money. And you, both your parents are together. Mm-hmm. Hold on, there's another man at this table. <laughs> okay, tiebreaker. Parents divorced. I could tell you where every cent I've spent for the last 20 years went. <sighs> I love Quicken. I love QuickBooks. So there you go. Wow. Well, so, okay. All right. Well, for me, for Thanks, me, it's like Jeff. my dad. My dad was so. This, uh, this has been Jeff pooping on your point. <laughs> That's right. Some people don't have a problem with that. My my dad was so uptight about money that I think I was raised to associate money with extreme stress and not just stress, but the kind of stress that ruins your ability to enjoy life. And I think I just had this attitude of I'm not going to let money ruin my ability to enjoy life. I'm not going to be irresponsible about it, but I'm not going to be so uptight because money is something that can come and go. And in my life, I found that like I could get really uptight about losing a hundred dollars and then two months later come into a thousand dollars. And it's like, wow, why was I so freaked out about that? I know it's not necessarily the best uh, uh, way of looking at money, Al, but Hey, no, yeah, you know, okay, Killjoy. Each, it, but it's each like of their but, own. here. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I, I, my dad texted me the other day, and he was like, you know, hey, what's what's going on? How you doing? And I told him, oh, I just got this new job, and it's really great. And I was telling him about it, and then I asked a whole bunch of questions about um, my siblings because there's, I, I just was catching up, and I was, I'm worried about a couple of them, and just, just because they're kids, you know. And he didn't answer any of my questions, and all he said was, um, look. Whatever money you got as a raise, take half of it and put it in an IRA because if I didn't have this pension, I'd be fucked. <laughs> and then he goes, Love oh, you. he goes, oh, and congratulations. Yeah, totally. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to be that. Now, on the other hand, you got to be responsible and you got to grow up and get over that. But th- when you say there's an emotional thing, mm. that's what it is to me. It's like getting past that that fear of losing the joy of life and that I'm going to be com- consumed by the anxiety of money. You but know? you have the other side. So my, my side is if Jenna's relying on me to, to take care of her and she's, and she's trusting me with that, then I have a concern that what if I lose my job and then I don't, I yeah. can't pay the rent and she's out on the streets. So am I. And it's my fault because she relied on me. So what we do is just say like, listen, my comfort level is X amount of dollars in savings. After that, I don't really care. Let's rent a house in Palm Springs and do this, you know? So I think you got to figure out your level of comfort. Yeah. And I feel like I split the difference. I think people that don't want to deal with money think that people that do want to deal with money are uptight and squares and that that managing the money is going to make you anxious. And then people from the other side think, oh, well, not caring about money is going to make you anxious. But for me, I just, it's an easy way to keep track of money and my finances and my books. And if... You know, when I go to pay my taxes at the end of the year, I can, my accountant loves me. I can print out one, two sheets and show him wh- where everything goes. 
And for me, I just I just like knowing where I stand. Everything. And it's and so it's it's not like when we do taxes and I pull out this box no. that I've been just throwing things in <laughs> right. for a year like, and then I'm like, let's go through it just out. Just read them off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll type them in. So I, I think one side either side can come from a basis of fear and i don't think that's a good idea for anyone and well, I, I think each person does what they do because that's what makes them comfortable right in right. the end yeah. and if you're on the other side of it although i don't know where i am because i'm definitely i'm not as i don't keep track in the same way that jeff and al do but i'm made a little bit uncomfortable by maybe jenna you and i are kind of similar yeah you're, somewhere yeah, in the you middle are. you know what yeah. it is it's like you're sort of loose with money but you're you're um a crazy control freak over your husband <laughs> so it's like a weird right. you know what i mean it's like right. a weird combination it's like i don't bo- care what goes on with me as long as you don't have fun and as long as your right. magic right. poetry of life is squeezed to death yes that's in the daniel have no fun money category it's uh, <laughs> it, it, on your dream board there's a picture of me next to a uh, used up orange rind that's been completely <laughs> frowning squeezed and thrown <clears throat> in the trash our big exactly. thing in the last like the one thing my wife has really tried to talk me into is the idea that you can invest in something that you don't care about. That was always a big thing for me too. I never wanted to invest in any money unless I believed in the product. I went through this thing with my stepdad like 10 years ago when I got my first really good job. He was like, if you give me $20,000, I will give you $100,000 in a year because I'm going to invest it in this like, he's like a financial genius. He's like, this community is being built, this subdivision in something in Fontana. And there's like, and he showed me this thing, a prospectus with a Home Depot. And I was like, this is really depressing to me. Like, this is not interesting to me. And, and he's like, I'm guaranteeing you I'll give you five times the money wow. back. And I was like, I'm just not interested in the thing. Can we talk to your stepdad? Do you have, yeah. Does he have a card? Or, <laughs> or, is, am, am I too old to adopt? <laughs> yeah. But I just went through this with Ayala and she was like, you have to let that go. Like, yeah. you're giving yeah. people money. That's just part of the process. And I think I'm finally now okay with that. But for years, I wouldn't invest in something because I was like, oh, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that thing. And I think like I've, you took the word investment literally. I took the word investment. Like I'm giving you my money. I should believe in what you're doing. And I realize I, now that that's not America. You do see it the way creative people see it. Right. Like creative yeah. people tend to do their money that way. And I think people who are in finance see money. They just see it as freedom, or they see it money. They just have a different relationship with it. Like they can invest in anything as long as they're, they're just looking at the return. They're just looking at mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And I think that's actually a gift to me. Yeah. That's like a gift that I kind of wish I had. Yeah, me too. Okay, Jeff. I know you have a couple stories. Um, I would like to hear the instant coffee one. Oh, my instant coffee story as a part of, hang on. That's wait, right. Wait for it. Wait for it. Snapchat. Do we need the whole song, actually? It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, of course. Snapchat. Thank you, Trap Dog. Did, did I imagine it or was there a video to that? You imagined it. Oh, just in my head? <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. It was the peyote. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say something very controversial, something that's going to blow up the tweeter sphere. Okay. I had instant coffee and I liked it. What? What, what kind? How dare Trader you? Trader Joe's brand. Oh, I here. Here's the impetus. They're the makers of the cold brew coffee. I didn't like that was part of it. it Yeah, that was part of it was you were talking about that cold brew coffee, which I always wanted to try. And then you didn't like it when I microwaved it. Yeah. And then (laughs) I when I was in Athens, Georgia, I stayed at this really grubby hotel and they always have a coffee maker in the hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
if it's a grubby hotel, the coffee will be bad. So even though there's a coffee maker in there, you're making really bad coffee. And I thought, oh, I should bring some tea bags or something. And then I thought, oh, well, wait a minute. What about instant coffee? Maybe there's a decent instant coffee out there. So all of these things put into my head. Oh, the other thing is that when I'm at home, I don't really drink coffee. I just, I, it's just too much when I'm working at home. It makes me too crazy. So I'll have tea, kind of ease into it. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I want a cup of coffee. But when I make coffee in my one shot thing at home, no matter how hard I clean it, my next cup of tea tastes like a that bad cup happen, of coffee. Yeah. yeah. So solution was try instant coffee. So I, I thought I remembered Trader Joe's having it. And lo and behold, they had it. And I tried it. And it was not bad. I just find this hard to believe. Get in line. I mean, nobody's more <laughs> incredulous than me. Like, I thought, oh, this will be passable or it'll just be okay. But maybe I just had a really low bar of expectations, but it, it wasn't bad. Dan, you, you look like you're smelling something bad. I have. Is it my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you said it. Um, the my association with instant coffee is like you know the saddest teacher at your school who drank Sanka you yeah. know and it's just like oh that person's life is just ugh. yeah yeah that's me and <laughs> but lower now apparently in college I knew public. I knew people that would take instant coffee and then mix a bunch of it in just a, enough water to make it like a Turkish Espresso. coffee muddy thing and then just pound it to stay awake oh uh, we used to do coffee and then we would put um hot chocolate packets in it that was oh, that i was, keep yeah. thinking That's you guys are gonna say you put cocaine in it like every, <laughs> the whole time like and then <laughs> after all those stories well, just do the cocaine no. if you're gonna bother <laughs> right. i mean like I'm, I'm not part of the drug crowd i'm a no. square i don't even eat smoked whitefish well so have you had <laughs> have you had um instant coffee before a long time ago i mean huh. 80s something or maybe I maybe I never have. I must have maybe had it we somewhere need to give it another shot. Allison. And it was it was terrible. I mean, it was it was yeah. terrible. So I'm not saying it was great coffee. I'm not saying it's better than Trader Joe's whatever brewed coffee. But for instant coffee, it's passable. It was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, but it's super convenient if I just want one cup of coffee, and it was awesome for making iced coffee with. Um, All right. It was um, it was strong too. I I put like two huge teaspoons in because i thought oh this is gonna be really weak mm-hmm. but it was really strong have you considered making pour over single drip do you ever drink do you ever make that that's how i drink coffee i live in venice so i'm, I'm just admitting i'm an asshole right now because, but that, that's <laughs> that's the this? way that i drink coffee Maybe i have made this what so you it? just get a coffee mug and you put this porcelain cup over it and you put a filter in it you fill it with coffee grinds and you pour hot water over it it makes a cup of coffee yeah i don't want to do a filter i have done that i find that that's a lot of work for one cup of coffee actually yeah that's how right. i feel although but in venice you have the time remember right? what you it's got me for artisanal. christmas yeah remember what you oh, got yeah, me for christmas oh yeah an aeropress an aeropress which is awesome right oh delicious right yeah but that's about the same it's the same amount of effort i yeah. would say yeah. yeah yeah i mean i i have a french press but it, again that's too much work those are impossible to clean super hard to clean super Super hard hard to clean clean. you know what i got the aeropress because carrie brownstein recommended it oh yeah she uses an aeropress every day apparently we had it in new york and actually we're drinking it in new york it was really great it's a great thing to travel with because then you you don't have to be at the mercy of the shitty coffee maker at the hotel right and it it comes in a fun pouch and who doesn't love fun pouches and for white trash low life guys that like instant coffee what is an aeropress Explain it's it. It's basically um, like a plunger. Uh, so you take the coffee grounds and you put it in there and then you put the hot water in. There's a filter at the bottom and then the pl- you push the plunger in and it like pr- 
forces the air through in the in the water through the coffee grounds uh, to simulate. So it makes like an espresso. Mm-hmm. It's like a very very rich espresso like, if not actually an espresso. Right. It's almost like a mechanical espresso maker. Right. Except it actually know. takes a lot of strength to do. I was yeah. having trouble doing it. it. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you have to like uh yeah, in, like strong coffee, but it's good. I like strong coffee. If, we'll show it to you afterwards. What, what Allison, what would you do if you had instant coffee? How would you turn that into some crazy thing that you would drink? Well, I would probably on if honestly, yeah, honestly. I would take the crystals and I would dun- dump a, like a shitload of Truvia in there and give it a couple of sprays of I can't believe it's not better. That's and see what, what that I tastes like. <laughs> just plain. And if, if I feel I like it wouldn't be very you're not good, just plain. But... No, I said just plain. Oh, just plain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to make your audience think that you weren't crazy like that. <laughs> y'all just playing. I won't really put playing. that Truvia in. Yeah, all. right. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter in there. <laughs> I don't sure understand. The, there is a movement of putting butter in coffee. Yes, there bulletproof, is. Bulletproof yeah. That coffee, is a big right? huge I've heard movement. it. Yeah, heard about it. Apparently, it's really, really good. But you know, <sighs> well, then I mean, I don't know. Is it I, salted but, butter? Like how? Would it, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I know. have one friend who does it because he was trying to lose weight. It's a weight loss thing. That it does something to your metabolism. If you think about it, it makes sense though. I mean, what's cream? You know. Oh, just, not yeah. f- you mean it makes sense not from the weight in loss the di- Yeah, the Delic- weight loss the thing, I have no clue. No, that's part Drinking of the butter. It does something to your metab. I don't know. Fuck it's it. all you drink <laughs> the entire day. Yeah, oh, is. oh, my <laughs> God. Speaking of, we went to the Ren Fair. Oh, yeah, we went <laughs> to the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. I know. It seems surprising. Um, we just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. I had gone as a kid a couple times. It w- there was much... It was much more majestic as a child. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like a real fancy street fair. It was, yeah. But Did you the dress thing with up? the billboards? No. With the, oh. with the dudes pointing? The- Maybe. I yeah, there's like a billboard with three guys that are like, hey, and then it oh, says really? Renaissance Fair on it, but we I don't know. Yes. That there. I think there's like, only one going like on right now. Pleasure Fair. Yes, well, the Renaissance, Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Pleasure fair. Yeah. 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 Pleasure fair. I just wasn't sure what was being represented. The, the word pleasure with the three guys when it, going yeah, hey oh. pointing at me oh. pleasure fair and I was like I don't want to you know go there. I think but, if like it's in... a bunch of whips and <laughs> yeah. sex toys it seemed just a little scary to me like renaissance sexual role play but I, I think there's an overlap of people who are into this and people who are into polyamory because I've seen oh there's a lot MTV's, of overlaps <laughs> I'm there's a polygamist a, the, the ren fair attracts a lot of subcultures <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest one to me there? the weirdest one to me is well, the um is the too small is the steampunk thing. Oh, that, yes. Like, there is a weird thing where, where Renaissance Fair and steampunk are, like, now the same group of people. And I'm, it's like, what is it about those two things that... Costumes. Yeah, Sadness. But, <laughs> Loneliness. Yeah, desperate. I, no, I don't want to put those people down, but it's, it's like... Why? I don't know. Oh, sorry. I, 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 like, I like people who get really enthusiastic about shit. So. Me too. <laughs> well, anyway, where all of us was going was we went to get a meal there because yeah. that's what you do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was sort of like at, I'm trying to think what restaurant, like restaurants and science fiction movies where no matter what kiosk you go to, all the items they sell, they have them right there. Um, like they have a display version of them, except I think that it actually was the real food. Like, oh, that's fried oh. artichokes. It's been sitting there for 16 hours. You know, they do that in Japan. Yes, like, that's what oh, I'm thinking. Yeah. 
It's all made out of plastic, though, in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like yay old Boston market. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe it is like that. But so anyway, uh, Daniel wanted to get fried artichokes. We're getting a few things. Artichoke hearts, not the right. whole thing. And then, but then we saw they had steamed artichokes. So I thought, let's, that's more that's healthy. healthy. Let's get that. That's the healthy version. It came with like three ladlefuls of liquid butter on top of it. And it was mayonnaise. the least healthy thing I've ever, and yeah. hollandaise. We definitely went the wrong direction with that one. Oh my one. God. This is an instance where the fried version was, was healthier. healthier. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that would have been lighter. We should have gone that direction. Who knew that was Renaissance cuisine? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? Yeah. There's a lot of things. And then I love the spelling of everything is, dr- dr- how do you pronounce it? Oh, drinks. it was cold drinks, D-R-Y-N-K-S. Drinks. <laughs> yeah, and it frustrated me, though, because I was like, want to get a cold drink. And then, <laughs> but I was trying to make fun of it, because that's the kind of person that's... I am. But the way it's spelled, it just sounds like you're speaking, like you're super into it. And I realized right? that they've, they've crafted the Renaissance Fair so that it's impossible it's to make fun of it. It's mock-proof. Because the more <laughs> you can mock it, and it's exactly what they want from you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that kind of spelling makes me want to V-O-M-Y-T. Vomite? Vomite. <laughs> um, yeah, all the vendors there spoke in a weird accent. Weird is not the right word. It was a Renaissance accent. Yeah. yeah it it was kind a, of phased in and out. I, would, I wanted more stilts walkers and fire swallowers. Yeah, everyone and, was our it, There wasn't enough of that. It was just a bunch of people in... I mean, there were some costumes. pretty cool costumes. Were there any but, um, busty, lusty or busty wedges? Oh, my God. They, you know what they oh, don't yeah, warn you, you have, about? They yeah. don't warn you about the very old, aggressive, <laughs> freckled, uh, wrinkled uh, breasts that are pushed up in corsets mm. that you will see a lot of. Right. There's no warning about that when you enter on the ticket stub. I feel or anything. like there should be <laughs> warning: <think> old boobs. <laughs> my boobs in your were, face. My boobs were the only ones that weren't tucked under a chin. I right. mean, they're all like right up there. Yeah, really yeah. pushed like, up. Really strapped into something. Yeah. Really, really, yeah. Like. You said you had been, when you were a kid, did your parents make you go or did you choose to go? Did you want to go? My mom took my sister and me. And you hated it, right? Or did you no, like it? No, I did. I remember it being pleasant. I don't I think, think I realized it was a whole. I didn't realize it was like a whole big thing and there's a subculture and there's people who are super duper into it. It just was sort of like going to the strawberry festival or something. It's fun for kids. There's like crafts and stuff. You can make candles and do other renaissance things. I don't know. Sure. C-A-N-D-L-Y-S candles? (laughs) Candiles. That's right. Candilies. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? All right. Andrew Sirio says, I hate when people, when referring to a death, say we just buried our grandmother. Why so graphic? How about a euphemism? Just me or everyone. Hmm. And see, I sometimes dislike the euphemisms like, oh, yes, she passed. I'm not sure where I stand with it. I used to say passed or passed on. I remember when I first started working Time Out New York, I was writing a music review and I was mentioning a song about that a guy wrote after his grandmother passed. That's what I wrote. And the editor changed it to died. And I remember thinking, well, you're a ton of fun. Um, But then I think now I, then I got on the died train and now I feel like let's just say what it is. I don't know. I really, I go all over the place. Sometimes it feels ambiguous when you like certain 
words that people use. I just feel like maybe you should be more specific so that there's no confusion of like, did they just go away? Really? Right, I right. Think I, like, they just right. moved on. Right. You're like, did they change What do you jobs? mean moved on? in that car wreck? Like, <laughs> I mean, how? <laughs> yeah. And then people... I don't know. People with pets, they always say... I put it to sleep and I put it down and then I go visit people and they say, oh, well, I, you finished watching that show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go put the kids down. <laughs> right. I, right. Yeah. There's, there's a mixed message. There. There's horrible yeah. ones too. One of my next door neighbors died. Like she was this woman who used to smoke and I didn't smell smoke for a couple of days and then the cops knocked on my door and they went on the fire escape over to her apartment and he came back in and he goes, she has expired. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and that's the thing people say. Yeah, yeah. and you know yeah. what? I don't say, like that one. That's really weird. And you know what they say about horses? Destroy. Yeah, yeah. they say we're going to destroy the horse. That's a, yeah, that's that's a, a pretty aggressive term. We have to destroy term. the horse. It's really oh, weird. Like expired like it term, makes us yeah. feel like makes me feel like we have an expiration. Like you have date. an expiration right. date, right? Yeah. Like Although milk. we do. I think if you're a cop or a fireman, I think that's appropriate because it should be all business like, to them. I think Maybe. language. What you're talking about with softening Maybe. the words and stuff, it has to do with. Uh, distancing yourself from the what it is mm-hmm. so it's like when it's not your relative or loved one um and it, you you go yeah that person died but then i found in my life then suddenly when someone dies it's close to you you're suddenly using those words because you kind of don't want to confront it totally head mm-hmm. on and so you you like those words are there yourself. to shield yourself from it so you can kind of let it in 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 doses when oliver died it was like at first I was kind of using that, and then I was so angry, I started using really aggressively, you know, terms that kind of bothered you, I know, but it was like, I think language is a way of just either getting close to what it is or further from it is what it is, and cops, I think, yeah, want to that's stay exactly far from what it. you're saying about the word expired. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, they just want to be, this is, this is the box I'm going to check on the form. Right. Jason Dix says, just me or everyone, if I get up to pee in the middle of the night, I never wash my hands before getting back in bed. Yeah, I don't either. And also sometimes when I'm awake. Most what? of the time. <laughs> Say what? Sometimes I don't even get out of bed. <laughs> either you're incredibly well endowed or you've got a wet bed. Why can't it be both? I believe Allison is implying that your dick reaches all yeah. the way to the toilet from your bed. She just lays it in there right. for the night. Right. It's like, a, <laughs> like a drainage hose. Just Yeah, it's a good idea. I... I don't know what I do, but I, if I may interject, I, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, reassign an answer from last week with the JMO about putting water on your hands oh, yeah. before you wash them. Uh, I don't have one way or the other. I've, I've monitored it since, and I do it sometimes, <laughs> and I do, sometimes I don't. Oh, that means you're crazy. I know. Don't you like when people tell you things that mean things, but they, when they don't mean those things? <laughs> I, I, I sometimes think about this, yes. and I'm not admitting anything one way or the other, but what's if you're... Like you take, you go to the bathroom, your hands now touch your zipper. Why is your zipper dirty? Your hands touch your dick. Why is your dick dirty? Like what has happened to it? And then you don't get pee on your hands. I'm not saying I don't wash my hands. I'm saying like, why I have do the same internal have thought. to yeah. wash I think it's my more hands? About yeah, I just, right. it's like if the piss came out of my finger, who cares? It's just a or, dick finger. It's a, well, when I go to pee, I like to stick one hand in my butt crack while I pee. Well, then I, and so sure. it gets dirty. But I'm just saying, wash. like, why is the skin on your dick different than the skin on your arm? Well, and have, have you ever pee been comes out of it. in a bad <laughs> idea? I think if you go to a, a really scummy bar or restaurant and the bathroom is really disgusting or road stop, and there are times when I've thought. It's dirty. My my junk is cleaner than this toilet and right. this sink. So if I touch anything in here, I'm I'm guaranteed I think that it's I'm dirty. More about number two, right. I think yeah. is really. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, that person is not 
suggesting that they take a dump in the middle of the night, right? No, they said pee. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a question. Night dumps. (laughs) (laughs) We are all agreeing that your dick is really no different than your finger, except for the obvious reasons it's different. You can reproduce with it. yeah. Yeah. But... If your finger was in your pants for most of the day, would it smell? I think it, I think or it probably gets sweatier. Okay, but I don't. In terms of uh, it being sanitary, that's what we're talking about, right? Like, I just it was a separate question because I was just actually thinking about is dick skin the same as finger skin? <laughs> I, I don't think there's a doctor at this table, but it's the same. Skin is skin. Right? I do. Th- I do think I remember hearing that you have more sweat glands in that area oh. for um, to emit scent. <laughs> sound crazy. To emit scent to like attract Dogs. like that animal. <laughs> someone is going to fact check this. I big know. Time. Listen, I know I say <laughs> shit on here, and then someone tweets like, yeah. "I was listening to yeah. you talk about that, and yeah. you are so goddamn full of shit." In I don't fact- pretend to. <laughs> Listen, disclaimer, I don't think anything I say is right. This is what I think. Okay. Speaking of Jason Dix, I should mention <laughs> Jason Dix is a member of the JMO Patrol, which is a podcast dedicated to talking about this podcast. And if you think yeah, that listen. I'm not on cloud nine, that it exists, you don't know me at all. <laughs> Cindy in Spain says, when distracted, I enter my password into the username box and it horrifies me to see my password all written out. Makes me feel naked. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yes. 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 I don't understand the question. Do you ever, are you ever at a computer and you're entering your password and mm. accidentally you enter it into the username field and then you see your password just sitting there, not concealed? Oh, yeah, but it doesn't bother me. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Get out. Like that. <laughs> you play your drop again. This is Jeff. Poops on your point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got nothing. Amy Pruszynski says, oh, this is a gal chat one, but I feel like that's fine. Gal chat. I'll put something on, look in the mirror, and think I look good. Then I'll see a photo of myself in it, and I look like a cow. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That happens, I feel like. On a regular basis. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have to take a photo of myself in something at home. I've and see how that. it's going to look. Yeah, I've done that. And then sometimes I wonder, this is real gal chat, heavy. We're in the depths yeah. of gal chat. Sometimes I wonder, should I dress for how I look in the photo or for how I look in the mirror or for how I feel? <laughs> Ooh. And then I just. And then, it, then you just cry. Yes. And you just go, I'm going back to bed. Forget it. That was a big thing with the wedding, though. With every aspect mm-hmm. of the wedding, what it was sh- should I think about how this is going to look in the photos or should I think about how it's going to look, how I'm going to feel when I see it on that day? Oh, I have Turns anxiety out it just really, thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, it was it was anxiety provoking. Yeah. Even though this is a gal chat, I'm going to weigh in on Please this do. a little bit. I actually had a moment recently where I went, I, I got up, I had breakfast, got dressed, and I went to Target and I had to use the bathroom at Target, did wash my hands. Mm-hmm. And... As I was le- exiting the bathroom, I caught myself in the mirror, and I looked so idiotic in what I was wearing. And it had not occurred to me. I looked like a complete maniac that I almost fell down laughing. What were you wearing? I was wearing a plaid, like a tight plaid striped shirt, um, camouflage cargo shorts. Wait, a plaid striped shirt? Or it, I'm sorry, a, a plaid shirt with with very thin plaid. Okay. On, like, very thin bars. Uh Camo shorts. Camo camo cargo shorts. <laughs> so sloppy on sloppy. Oh, geez. And 
Argyle socks. Nice. <laughs> yep. Nice. There was a lot going on there. There was a lot going on there. And I, and it, I knew I looked like a maniac. And I thought, oh, God, how did I get out the door looking like this? And I, I almost thought about going home and changing. And I thought, well, you know. I'm a target. I'm a target. <laughs> that's how the kids are dressing these that's days, true. though. Oh, I mean, this matches the way like to go. Yeah. That's why the security guard followed me around. <laughs> <laughs> um, J-Mo. Oh, J-Mo. There's now an account named JMO says, whenever I see a quote with implied or replaced words in brackets, I go nuts trying to figure out what the person actually said. Sometimes mm, I'll do that. Sometimes I'll that. fill in the blanks. Yeah. Blizzard says, just mirror everyone. Oh, another gal chat one. Gal chat. I've yes. been shaving my legs for 10 plus years and I still can't do it without at least one cut. Ooh. I don't have that problem with my legs, but I have all sorts of problems shaving my armpits. Are your armpits very... Concave. Weird shaped. Yeah. Or weird shaped. Well, I guess concave is the right word for it. But uh, yeah, there's like certain areas that I'll miss. And then if you miss it too long, it's like, whoa. Right. Like, that's I could French braid terrifying. that. <laughs> yeah. Because the other day, Daniel had his arms up. And I was like, oh, your armpits don't. They're, they're totally flat. They aren't <laughs> concave. And he took that moment to tell me it had to do with muscle tone. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> like the worst husband. <laughs> no, I, just, no, I sound like the worst wife. So no, I mean, I just I was trying to account for it, and I think it's because you're yoked, yeah. you're ripped. <laughs> not you know, not like I used to be, but like I I think it's just because I have it's like there's muscle there. See, Daniel. <laughs> so listen, you're you're a lady. You don't need to have pectoral muscles. <laughs> and I guess I don't. But yeah, whenever I try to shave there, I always feel like I'm scraping the skin. Ooh. So that happens, first of all. And then I get out and I look and it's like there's patches that I missed. It's very, very hard area to shave. the razor that came out that was called The Intuition and Jewel had that pop song at the time. She was like trying to make a comeback as a pop artist and her mm-hmm. song was Keep Intuition. Going. And so that song was the ad like, follow your heart, your intuition. <laughs> and it was a razor that had the soap built in to make it so it was a more pleasant experience oh, I, while you were shaving. I like this. Or yeah, do sounded like a great idea. Right. I used it and got the most insane rashes in mm. my armpits from it. So I don't think there's a good way to do it. I think it's just the like plight of womanhood. You have to shave your armpits and it's the worst. Were you mad at Jewel? Yes. Yeah, I feel like she's... Well, the whole stray. pop, her trying to be like this cheesy pop artist like a Mandy Moore was just like, okay, yes, Jewel, bullshit. settle down. Bring Fix your teeth. Jewel. Let's do yes. this. <laughs> All right. Lane... I think it says Lane. I've, I've cut off the name. I believe it says Lane. says, try to carefully pick at a nail snag and end up completely tearing and ruining it till it's short and sad. And then she yeah. says, yeah. or yeah. he, yeah. she, or he. Goodness, is this a lady or a man thumb? I think it's a lady thumb. It has a picture of the thumb that's all with the skin kind of ragged. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yes. It happens to all of us. Sooner Magic says, in fact, I see your nails in your mouth I split right now. It. I split the nail. That's what's happening. Wow. <laughs> Allison is also the nails police. I'll be chewing I my really nails. I really do sound awful on this podcast. Yeah, I'll be chewing my nails and then I'll just hear this, <clears throat> nails. <laughs> you know what? We have something like that at our house. Where what, I what play with my hair like oh. crazy and he'll just reach over and just like put his hand on my face <laughs> to make me stop doing it and I hate it. Makes me crazy, yeah. but it is, I guess, annoying. It's OCD. <laughs> it's a little bit. You mean you have OCD, Al? No, she has OCD. 
because you have like a bri- you like do like a breathing thing. And like, oh really? It like calms it's her. What does it sound con- like? It's the breathing thing. <laughs> what does the breathing sound like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's when I'm stressed out and when I'm working, yeah. I like twirl so it and rub if it I against ask her my to mouth. Think, I'll say, "Hey, what about this?" And if she just goes like, "Oh no," I'll be like, "No, think about it." And I'll grab her hair and like rub it in her <laughs> mouth. So like, but think about oh it. <laughs> You're not thinking about it. He knows when I'm not concentrating because I'm not doing my weird tick. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, he reaches across the room. Where, whenever, it doesn't matter, and he'll put his hand all over my face and try to make me stop it. <laughs> See, I don't do that. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I, I actually don't mind it because it's such an unconscious thing, and I will chew my nails down. It hurts, so it's like, you'll just remind me that I'm doing it. Yeah, I feel like we're at this point in it where I'm <laughs> claiming it's for your sake. Do the I listeners th- hear a broken man on the <laughs> podcast? I think they hear four of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sooner Magic says, just mirror everyone. Only reheat food until it's barely warm instead of hot. Don't have patience to let it cool before scarfing it down. I have done that. Oh, totally. I do that because I think if it gets too hot, it changes the flavor of the food. It does. Ding. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of food are you reheating this? I mean, like chicken or something chicken like that? Chicken is disgusting dinner. reheated, yeah. just so everybody knows. It, ter- t- it becomes fish flavored. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like it mo- in general, most things, if you heat it too long in the microwave, it just completely ruins it and changes it. For sure. Snapchat. Yes. All right. So we all agree. And finally, Susan Hilton says, hate when TV, radio, podcast people are replaced and everyone acts like nothing has changed. Hashtag new Darren. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if this is a reference to something. And yes. um, thank you. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> uh, I think it's just inevitable that people just adjust to things and everything's hunky-dory and now there's a new person here and that's a-okay. And then there's an old person who's like, um, hello. <laughs> and then she reads this, just me or everyone on the show. Or it's yeah. not related. I don't know. Well, in TV's shows, I think it's a problem if you're asking someone to play the same character. And it's like, <clears throat> although, I don't know, they do that. Like in Roseanne, how they just switch the yeah, older that sister. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. And then she just shows back up in another episode. And Roseanne's like, where the heck have you been? And, yeah. and you're just supposed weird to move on. Is I recently saw an episode with Sarah Chalk, mm-hmm. the new Becky, and in the credits they begin with the old Becky, and then have her. It was when when the credits. I don't oh. know how long. Oh, the when they would cha- the grow up. Yeah, yeah, when you watch them grow up, and she grew up and changed from one person to another. Oh, weird. Oh, that's funny. That it was strange. Weird. Yeah, they did that on Game of Thrones with a couple characters, and they did. Yeah, there's a character uh, Dario. Um, What's his name? Dario Naharis or something like that. And he, uh, they changed it so dramatically that it, it, it like, at least if you're going to change it, make them kind of similar enough that you can like try to fool yourself. Like the two Darrens on Bewitched, because they looked very much yeah, alike. The yeah. four Rusties from Vacation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. another Rusty in the new Vacation. There's Ed, a new Vacation? Ed Helms plays the grown-up yeah, Rusty. Yeah, they're doing a reboot. Really? What? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. it's not really a reboot. It's not. Rusty now is the dad. Oh, I see. And okay. Chevy's oh. in it. I think, uh, yeah. Oh, Rusty. interesting. Yeah. But I think they go back to Wally World. It's very exciting. Mm. I always liked European Vacation. I did too. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the best. I know, but that's one of those I think we were young when we saw like it. it. Yeah. I don't know that it's, 
actually good. Yeah, that was. I don't think I, I held any. it up as like fine cinema, but, but I I'm just saying it. I, yeah. It's Big Bad Parliament. It's that's the best one. That's <laughs> yeah, the best one. Exactly. Roasty. Pig in a poke. <laughs> we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. We have two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. The first one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. The next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. And those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are, they have everything. Perhaps a cube with a pole in it. Click through the Amazon banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for all your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. We have PayPal links on the right side of my website, AllisonRosen.com. Follow me on Twitter at AllisonRosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F-Show at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the AllisonRosen. And I'm on Instagram at AllisonRosen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on the social medias at Colonel Jeff Fox and check out my podcast, Barracuda Radio, where finer podcasts are found. Daniel? Not where they're frowned. Where they're found. <laughs> Did I say frown? Either. <laughs> I Fa- love Barracuda Radio. Find. I just started listening. You guys should listen to it. It's good. I was telling Jeff earlier. Yeah, I, it's so good. It's like a... Thank you. It's... um. Everyone is into the startup podcast. Yes. And its production rivals that, I would say. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, you can find me at Daniel Quantz, Q U A N T Z, at whatever, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Maybe one day. Oh, that's right. I need to Periscope we, again. We talked about it. We're going to figure it out. So, Alan? Uh, at Alan Moss, A L L A N M O S S, on Twitter and Instagram. Jenna? Um, check out our podcast. Alan and I have one called Sorry Not Sorry. You can find it by going to iTunes and searching Jenna Kim Jones. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So it's still relatively new, but we, um, we like it. So come listen to it. Do that. Go listen. And Greg? I just want to say if you are anywhere in the United Kingdom, uh, Epic Meal Empire is now on Comedy Central. That's a show that I made last year. You should watch it. It's very funny. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being on the show. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.